much, your granddaughter. We've always got guests in season two, haven't we? But I'll just do the three introduction things yeah, for our guests for today. So first of all, she takes a million years to eat anything. Like, I've never seen her <laughs> eat a meal okay, fast. Right, like, okay. I'm taking, like, ages to finish all right, her yeah. food. She's allergic to everything that's ever been invented. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can so see how that composes an issue. It is a bit of an issue. <laughs> Um, and her nails are always done like a crazy colour. Yeah, I can vouch, nice. I vouch for that. They, they are done now and done, they're lovely. They're like, they got flames today. Flames today. Flames today. <laughs> it's Rachel Lowe. Hello, Rachel. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. No worries. No worries at all. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. What about you guys? Not, Not too bad. How's your week been? It's been very good. Uh, trying to miss the lovely weather we're having outside um, this week, but no. Other than that, it's been very good. Um, today we're talking about disabilities. We are talking about disabilities today. Um, I think the reason I just want to sort of say like why we sort of talk about disabilities and the reason why mm-hmm. we brought Rachel on. Um, I think I really wanted to do this topic because I think it needs to be on people's radar. Yeah. Um, because I don't think it is on people's radar to do with, say, equal rights or anything like that. No, I um, completely agree. Because it starts off with, say, like, racism, sexism, all those different things. But disability is always, like, at the bottom, I Always find. under the radar. Always under the radar. People don't talk about it. And I think especially young people our age, we don't talk about it. It doesn't come up in conversation. No. Feminism, racism, all those sort of human rights come up, but never yeah. about able-bodied and disability. Dis- disability? People that have disabilities, not even able-bodied, but people that just have a different yeah. form of disability. Um, I think it's a really interesting topic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I just want to praise the people that do amazing work, which is Rachel. Well, both ah. of you, really, yeah. yeah. Oh, Look at you girls. Look at us, girl. <laughs> um, should we just sort of say what, like, define... Should we define dif- yeah. disabilities and able thing first? So the definition, the textbook definition of disabled is having a physical or mental condition that limits their movement, senses or activities. So obviously this is still quite broad, mm, I'd say. Very broad, but we thought we'd just put that in for anyone knows. Because the only reason I say this, I don't know if you know this, Rachel, but you know if you're dyslexic, you can be seen as disabled. On right. universities, they're like, disability allowance. I'm like, is that disabled? Which is weird, isn't it? Because it's such a spectrum, maybe. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't have thought that would have been close. No. No, uh, but I'm saying if you think... Uh, that's why I think it's interesting to talk about, like, a definition, because when a lot of people think disability, they think, they think wheelchair, yeah, don't physical, they? Yeah, not, like, mental. They don't think about mental at all, which I think yeah. is important to think about. But yeah. as a person that has dyslexia, I don't necessarily think that I'm disabled. No. Mm. I wouldn't have classed it, but no. it just seems like there's such a wide range of different disabilities that are so unknown and probably don't have a name yeah this is it they don't have a name i think that's the main thing and i think i would just want to define ableist yeah and i don't what i don't want to get from people is i'm not saying you can't say this but i think a lot of people are like oh snowflake generation and are you seriously coming up with another word for being against something and it annoys me and i don't think this is snowflake generation i think this is just true and especially working with people with disabilities there is like the society is basically made up for the straight right man that can walk basically yeah and everyone else has to sort of fit in around yeah and i think disability is really interesting because we're not just talking about people in a wheelchair physical disabilities talking about people that have learning 
difficulties and the people that we've worked with will inverted commas look like an everyday person yeah but will have a difficulty doing some activities and they get and put underneath the radar account, yeah. yeah i think it's really important to talk about that so ableist is the discrimination in favor of able-bodied people and not including anyone yeah. with disabilities which i think we're massively built on with this society massively so i just want to say like rachel do you want to talk a little bit about sort of your work and what you did at Chal- yeah. like tell where? us a bit about yourself tell Rachel. us a bit about yourself about myself well um i so i do childcare at what well, did it at college now i do it at uni and before i went to uni my sister um who's still at challenges now um started working there at petersfield and there's so many different schemes at challenges there's guildford farnham it's just dotted all over um the place in the uk really um so I started working there in 2018 um, when I finished college. So I've been working there for two years. Um, I started working as just a normal worker and then I became deputy the following January. So wow, my sister was a star. Yeah, I know. Well I just, I think there probably she wasn't just, anyone who wanted uh, to apply. She <laughs> sort of just took over from me. Decided to. <laughs> I did Get meet Paige me. at work as well. And Paige was working there before me um, for about a year before me. Yeah. You were traveling at the same time. So that's where I met Paige. And she's a very good worker as well. Thank you. Um, but my sister <laughs> was deputy at the t- time. So I saw, like, I didn't get the job just like that. Yeah. I had to go for no. an interview you process. In work, yeah. but that's what people thought. Oh, you just got the job because because of your sister no really. i don't think that was so um but no. that hopefully wasn't it hopefully they liked me for who i was yeah. um <laughs> but she was deputy at the time which is a bit weird your sister being your boss yeah i don't know how i could cope with that <laughs> she wasn't, she wasn't that much. bossy she was more bossy at home than she was actually yeah. at work she'll say a few things like yeah you do need to do this rachel you need to stop messing around but that's probably why you you became so good, to be honest. Of messing around. <laughs> no, like as in like she told you shit to do at home. Yeah. And then you got back to work and you were like, right, I've got to tighten this shit up. Do you know what I mean? See, I don't know. I feel like I'd be rebellious with my sister. Like if my sister was saying like do this, do that, I'd be like, no, I'm not doing it. I did feel like that with mum sometimes. <laughs> She told me this at work. Oh, yeah. She's a leader. But <laughs> we did have another leader at the time who was more of a boss to me. Yeah. But no, yeah, that was that's it really. And then um. I became, she left to go to the challenges in Guildford and then I became deputy in January. Wow. Yeah. So that's January 2019, I think. And just maybe say a little bit and I'll talk about like me in a minute. Classic. Talk about Classic backstage. Oh, <laughs> say, say a little bit about sort of your like your PA work now and sort of like how COVID's been and that sort oh, of yeah. stuff. So whilst working at challenges, my sister started working with this disabled boy who is in a wheelchair. Um, so we're, we're both doing that whilst working at Challenges, but it wasn't related to Challenges. It's called PA work, which is just, I think it's class personal assistant work, which is private work. So it comes like with you and their family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, they pay you with the funding that they that their um, disabled child gets. Mm-hmm. That's the money that we get out of. I think it's called Independent Lives. That's the... Um, that's a funding place. So what we do is very different to challenges. Challenges is just young people having like a really fun day out. We'll do like good fun indoor activities. Like we'll go, um, we'll go cinema, go bowling. Um, we normally have bowling. like themed days as well. Like we Aww. had a Hawaiian themed oh, day. Oh, okay. We, Pirates day. Yeah. 
Disney day. Disney, that she's was obsessed with Disney. I tried to. Um, she dressed up like I massively. I tried to put um, mermaid makeup on page, <laughs> but it just went into like a it just was not working. blob. I, I tried my best. Uh, no, no, she the tried makeup, the best. The makeup, the makeup was good. It was my skin, very oily, bad skin. Oh, it was a no, hot day. So, it was a hot it, day. It was I a very hot day. Do you know what I mean? She's I like, right, dress up. Dress up. Yeah, you gotta dress up to the young people. I sure. mean, I was the only one wearing a pirate outfit. Oh my god, I love Fun it. So I'd be right there with you, don't worry. <laughs> She I mean, barely any of the young people dressed there. up, but I was Halloween, she dresses up. Christmas, she dresses up. I mean, the young people were like, who are you? you got to do it, though. you <laughs> got to keep, you gotta keep like, the, the going. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Going. Yeah. Make it exciting for them. So there'll be so many fun, exciting days. We've been cycling. So oh, no. We went um, cycling oh, in the new tell forest. And it's like, um, because of... Um, they're disabled, mm-hmm. but to be fair, lots of them can cycle. Um, but the majority of them, because of we have very complex needs at our scheme, mm-hmm. um, lots of them, most of them were in a wheelchair, or some of them just couldn't really. They can't they cycle couldn't the way, say, another person yeah. would be able to cycle. So the majority yeah. of them couldn't cycle, yeah. but they this company had really great cycle accessible bikes oh, for these really young people. Bikes, so yeah. like one, we had a wheelchair that was in front, and then like there was a bike attached to it. Um, so and that cool. was like really heavy trying to push them yeah. as well as push yourself. Yeah, so yeah. it was quite difficult. And um, there was this, it's really hard to explain. There was this um, bike, but it was like a go-kart thing. Oh, you're all, like, yeah. You're, like, you're like, next it, to each other. In, yeah, there's two of you, basically. It's like a tandem almost. Like, Is I it think. the one where you're sort of like lying down? You're sort of lying down. I think I've seen sort them of, but you're, oh, yeah. you are quite upright. And there's two of you. And do you yeah. use your hands? No, you, no, use, you use your, your feet. feet. But oh, then okay. you have to hold on to steer, and one of you is in more control than the other. Yeah. So I had a go at it first, and um, had, a, had a blast. Yeah. And Paige was very <laughs> envious. She really wanted to give it a go, but this oh, young no. person wanted to be with me. And Paige was like, well, I want to have a go at it, basically. <laughs> well, and, I'm going with you. <laughs> well, you come with me, or you walk in, basically. <laughs> That's basically what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I can literally imagine this so easily. And um, so, considering this is quite a new young person to us, and she didn't want to go with Paige anyway. Well, Paige... She didn't want to go with me, this no, is a lie. She didn't want to go with her. But Paige was busy riding, and all of a sudden I could hear, help! And they're in a ditch, in a full-on ditch. You Paige has, ditch! Paige has cycled them Paige, into a ditch. <laughs> That's just not ideal. Considering this young person had already fallen in a ditch herself <gasps> earlier on by herself. So that's twice. On twice. Oh my God, Paige. Her poor pyjama bottoms. Why is she wearing pyjama bottoms? You've got to be comfortable, her. don't you? Bless She's her. like ripped her pyjama bottoms. Oh. And then this is like gashed down her leg. Well, You're she awful. Was, she thought Can't it was take a gash, you anywhere, honestly. It was a tiny little cut. She was fine. <laughs> Robust. Imagine I didn't get fired after that. Imagine, considering I was able to cycle very well with it. I was fine. I was zooming. I was fine. (laughs) It was quite tricky to get your head around because you just think 
it's easy and it's actually quite a lot of control. And I was I like, let's imagine, go faster. Yeah. And since then, she you every... You a bit too gung-ho, didn't you? Yeah, with challenges, you get like assigned a young person in the morning and then in the afternoon. Okay. And ever since then, she's just never wanted to be with me, has she? Oh, well, I can imagine. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to be with you. Yeah, I <laughs> the, the dad, the dad always gives put me, me bad in a ditch, I bloody never want to be with you again. Oh, bless her. That's paid to me in a good image, hasn't it, Rachel? Yeah. I mean, that's like one of my favourite days of challenges. I think that was really yeah, fun. it was very fun. <sighs> this is the thing, like, I just wanted to say about like working at challenges has been so great because during the summer for me it didn't feel like work it sounds, no, it sounds it really lame but i'm there with my friends i'm there with rachel and Aww. loads of young people our age that are just workers and you're having fun with your friends yeah imagine you're going out cycling and that's just what you, do you know what i mean that's it's, not, that's it's actually though. so much nice. fun you go bowling like this and you're getting paid to do this work like yeah. it's so amazing it so much better good. than serving pizza oh my oh, god, god. <laughs> but um yes yeah, so, rewarding as well so the reason why imagine. i sort of started working there was because i was on my year year out and i wanted to do something quite rewarding and i didn't know what i wanted to do further like in my career but i knew it might be um charity work and i yeah. knew i needed to sort of like dig deep and sort of yeah. look about yourself do you know what i mean yeah so like, right i'm gonna just try something different than say catering yeah and like found challenges actually by accident and they're like yeah we're looking for a youth worker in a local scene and i was like sick like petersfield where it is is so close to me it's like 15 20 minute drive mm. and i was like i can't wait to do this and the amount of training you get is great and i was a bit apprehensive because i've never worked with disabled children before don't know much about learning difficulties and i was like i don't know how i'm gonna deal with this because you have to be very patient i do believe there's a great deal of patience yeah that comes that comes with it um because sometimes you do feel like screaming i'm not gonna like like make it you know you seem like that's the truth you've got to be truthful and that sometimes i do feel like you're at work it's hard work i've had a really bad day today do you know what i mean it's been so great and i've worked there for what three years four years covid's been a bit rubbish but i've enjoyed it so much and it's such a very special charity to me. It's very special. I think anyone that works there, you get really like emotional talking about yeah. it and like working with the young people. You just want so much for them. You have so I've got so many memories. One of my favourite memories, Rachel. I don't know if you were there. I think you were. Yeah, you were there. So when we just started to get to know each other, and we went climbing. And do you remember one of the young people? And I was about to say his name then. One of the young people that didn't want to climb up the, the wall, and it was like a transparent wall all the way up, and it had two sides. And I could climb on one and the young person could climb on the other. And he had this little teddy and he couldn't go anywhere without it. Aww. And I was climbing up the wall with his teddy. Aww. So he would climb up the other side. He saw the teddy and he was getting really, really excited. And I can't tell you the excitement when you climb that wall with him and you get to the top. Aww. Yeah, honestly, it God, was... that melts my heart. A gushing. And he, this smile, I couldn't tell you, like ear to ear. And I was just like, oh, that's so amazing. But... Since then, I've been scared of heights. I will tell you that. <laughs> Terrified of going up things now. Yeah, that sounds quite me. scary, a transparent wall. Because well. you, you're like trying to make sure you don't fall off and you're like, yeah. make sure you're doing it, but you're also a but worker. But I guess focusing on someone else as well, that makes it easier to yeah. but do you remember think that? about it less. I do remember. Such a good day. Like, see, we get to go rock climbing. That's it's awesome. just, yeah. How cool get, is that? As a worker, I think, as long as you're with like, someone easy, because we do have like <laughs> yes. runners. Oh my God, runners. <laughs> we have runners. We have ones who are like two to one. So it needs two of us workers mm. to one of them because yeah. of how strong they are yeah. as so, well. Like a one-to-one is someone like the disability could be just like a learning difficulty. It or could be autism. It could be wheelchair users. But it just depends like how, like like difficulty levels they yeah. have. So someone who's two to one might mean 
like there's one person that needs like special feeding so like gastro people like yeah. two to one usually and like you have to be trained for that but there's this one one a couple of young people that like they might be runners yeah they might be strong and they just decide Which they want to need more of a two to one yeah, yeah they like to have a bit of a wander and Especially you're like if something happens yeah. to them it's very it's not safeguarding it's with hard isn't it yeah. Disabilities. yeah you have to be careful for yeah. sure yeah so i think if you don't know if you haven't seen it on my facebook go, go have a look at challenges <laughs> facebook, yeah the place where we worked if you want to find more information we'll leave, we'll about leave it. links and stuff in the description yeah as well with this just episode. to have a look at challenges it's definitely been hard with covid hasn't it it's been so difficult it has it's um so with covid we've had to close down all the schemes um some have been running so the centers like guildford has been running since easter Mm. time i think and just having like really easy young people and children in so ones that aren't a two to one or ones that don't need personal Mm. care like gastro Mm -hmm. um which is peg feeding and who who don't need like to have like a change of their um nappy Mm. ones that are like just we class as like non one to ones, ones that are like quite easy going, who only needs like one person to yeah. all of these like could be like eight nons to yeah, one person. Exactly. They've but, all got different yeah. levels of needs. Yeah. Do you so. think that's made it really difficult for people who are two to one for parents, families at home? Yeah, because they still can't yeah. go in. Although most schemes are now like are opening now with challenges, they they can't come in because of their behaviour. Yeah. The fact that they like if one like runs out of the center they're gonna need like four four, people four adults yeah. um four staff to go and um restrain him and bring him back safely mm-hmm. into the building but obviously you need to be socially distanced so it's yeah. very you, them. the thing is that's the thing when they talk about reopening uh challenges rachel i thought there's no way with people with the disabilities and the type of people that we work with it's almost physically impossible to social distance with these people yeah. because yeah. a lot of them don't understand uh, social, distancing. social distancing. They don't understand. Well, um, yeah. you, d- you wouldn't understand it. They don't understand, um, what do you call it? Uh, like own personal space. And if you have to do personal care, and like you said, like you're a runner. So it's the job is almost impossible to yeah. do social distancing. So COVID's really kicked us in the teeth. I did a bit of PA work during the summer we met up didn't we we did meet up so Paige was looking after this young person who did need a wheelchair but um they could also walk but not very confidently um so that I was looking after a boy in a wheelchair who had been looking after before COVID anyway. Um, so, yeah, we had a little play date. Yeah, oh, we met together. up. We went to the beach. Went we to went the to, zoo. We went to the zoo. Oh, we just went to different places much. to hang out. It's nice for them to see each but other as that, well. Yeah. Rachel did PA work before I did, and she did it, like, during challenges and sort of did it on the side. And I'd never done it before, and I didn't know, didn't know what I was getting myself into, Maddie, honestly. Yeah. It is so difficult. You have to be such a type of person, and the patience you need is un—it's like it's unbelievable. But on top of that, what happens is there's pressure because when you're working at challenges, there's normally like how many young people do we get in? Like maybe ten, more than that. Yeah, maybe. I think with with challenges, you had to have like only a certain amount of young people could book on. Yeah, because of. with my scheme in Petersfield, there was only a few staff that could come in because of most of our staff, like you, Paige, were holiday workers because they all went to uni. They all yeah. buggered off whilst I needed them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, around 10 
So yeah. like, if you have ten people in a in a scheme, say in a big village hall or something, then you have so many workers there, yeah. and you sort of have it as a group together. So, so yeah. if something happens, and you're like, you say to one of your worker friends, "I'm just going to the loo quickly." They can look out for your young person yeah. while you're doing Whereas it. Whereas if it's just you, where it's just you in this person's home, the pressure really falls down to you. Mm. And I'm not saying you have lapses, but you're still a young person yourself, and it's such a you really have to like turn off your phone and really be in the job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know some jobs You've like catering, you can sort of just have a coffee and just get on with yeah. it and just sort of yeah, like yeah. do it half asleep. Yeah. You can't do this job half asleep. You have to be so in it. Yeah. Because the young person also needs your interaction. Because you can't... a lot of your time and Yeah, you yeah. can't just be watching TV with them. You need to be interacting with mm. them the whole time. Especially this young person, she was non-verbal as well, which means she communicates in another way other than yeah. speaking the way we speak. So it becomes very difficult to sort of... You have to figure out what, yeah. what they want via their other communication, which becomes yeah. a skill that you learn by seeing That's them every day. So, so what sort of skills are you guys training? Do you guys know, like, sign language? Do you know? Yeah, so yeah. Um, we learnt like, the basics mm-hmm. of, like, yeah. sign language. So we know, like, yes and no. Biscuit, toilet. Toilet. Biscuit. Yeah, biscuits are very important biscuits one whilst really working important. at sandwiches. <laughs> Do you want um, a biscuit? A cake. A cake? Cake's good. Cake. I learnt jam. Toilet before cake. I think cake. that's jam. Jam. Is that jam? Oh. Jam. <laughs> Trampoline. Trampoline. What's silly? I know bullshit, but I didn't use that actually because <laughs> I did not use that whilst working. But yeah, no, we learn. Um, it wasn't like a. I, they, you can do training mm-hmm. with Macaton at challenges, but you learn. So I learn how to do um, meds. So yeah. how to um, administer meds and emergency medication. Okay, cool. So like yeah. when they have like lots of our young people, because like I said, Peatsfield, um, our scheme had lots of different complex needs. Lots of them had epilepsy which means like their body like some like can't function at some point and usually it's like when they're like quite hot like temperature wise when temperatures changes okay. um that's happened a lot at challenges where they've been too hot and they've all of a sudden had a seizure um and it's like there's lots of different types of seizures there's one where you just like you're literally like daydreaming which is called an absence mm, there's focal really seizures where you rock like this wow. yeah. and um well you can't see but I was rocking <laughs> she's rocking <laughs> behind the scenes behind the scenes you can see her <laughs> um there's ones where you're like full on shaking and you're foaming which is mm. called a tonic clonic so there's lots of I different really types of seizures yeah. and they come with like like a um like a protocol um which is done um through the hospital that they've gone and seen not the, obviously the NHS and um they have it's normally called bacomodazolam, but there's different types of meds to stop their seizures. But usually you have to time it, and most of them it stops after five minutes. You then have to give them bacomodazolam, which you put in um, their buckle area, which is here. Oh, so, which is her. I, sorry, pointing. I. Is it right? I keep it <laughs> Sorry, I, I pointed to like my mouth area, like the <laughs> yeah. gums at the bottom. Mm. Um, so yeah, we got trained on that. I got trained how to do. Um, feeds through the stomach so when I look after this boy I look after a couple of boys in a wheelchair who need um feeding through their stomach which um when they push their stomach out you can see the tube which is a bit bit gross but um <laughs> it's actually really yeah. interesting well, yeah. yeah and you can you can give them their meds through that you learn how to restrain as well yeah, which is called MAPA um which is good did a bit of that which is like a whole training bit on how to 
restrain or how to control a situation appropriately appropriately without basically like whacking your child yeah because it feels like you 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 do need you don't need it that regularly when you're at challenges but then um it does it does depend on the young person because i've had um the only time i've used it was on my own but you're meant to be using it with someone else which makes no sense yeah. because yeah. a lot of the time you're not on your own no you're not well, that, yeah. with another yeah. person if that makes yeah. sense so I was at Tesco's oh um, God, in Petersfield oh. this is the worst day I've had at Challengers although I, I love being at Challengers yeah, so much is, oh, I don't think this, I was there you, gotta, you have no. to think about it the same day. as any other job there's going to be good yeah. days bad days aren't there yeah, really? absolutely so I was at Challengers taking them all out for it'd be lovely for them to go and get some stuff from yeah. the shops, get some food. They like they like choosing their own snacks as well. Yeah, making like baking and stuff. Yeah, like a lot of baking. I think that's what we were doing. I think we were going to bake, yeah. and we took out this. Well, inside he's a one to one, but when we leave the building, he's a two to one. Definitely a two to one. But yeah. um, I wasn't. I didn't know that, and um, I was deputy at the time, but we did have a leader. And um, I told her she was going to stay in with someone, with one of our runners, actually, who wasn't, yeah. who couldn't come with us. Otherwise, he would have run away and that would have been really unsafe. And I don't think we had the staff for that as well. So we took them out and it was all good. He was in his wheelchair until he then started kicking the wine bottles in Tesco's. All of a sudden, he's out of his wheelchair. He's throwing everything off <gasps> the shelves at Tesco's. Really expensive wine. Chris stamping on tissues. Um, he's trying to hit me. Um, I oh managed to get a big bruise on my on arm. Own at this point. I was on my own. But there was staff around me who didn't know how to restrain oh, either. Nice. So they're trying their best, but I'd only just got my training, so I didn't oh, really know goodness, what I was going to yeah. do. And I was really new to being a deputy yeah. as well. Um, it was. And we normally have these like little phones that we take out. They're really rubbish. They had no credit on. So they're busy trying to call someone to help me. The only phone that we could use was my mobile phone, which was in my pocket. But I'm trying to restrain him so he doesn't hurt anyone else. I mean, everyone at Tesco's was really great. Um, but it's just days like that. You just, oh it's just I've an insight like to that. what the parents yeah. deal and with. And this is the thing, like that every day, nonstop. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard to think about, isn't it? It's emotionally draining. And yeah. when you told me that story, I think I was at uni at, the, at that time. And we, we would talk and I was like, oh, how's it going? And I remember you telling me this. Is this is like, like you said, quite new to being a deputy. And days like that do make you sort of think, what am I doing? Because that is a it's such a tough job yeah and it does make you sort of sort of notice oh my god think about the parents yeah do you know what i mean no i can completely imagine that yeah it's so tough but i remember obviously i don't think it's as crazy as your story but i've got a few stories like that obviously just working there the more time you work there the more crazy stories you get just by time yeah yeah. and i remember one story (laughs) actually i've got like three there was this (laughs) there was this one time where there's this one young boy he's not a runner but he likes to look at the buses and where we were um we've got like a few like mini buses that yeah. we use and a few mini buses that were at the school that we were at and he likes to stand near them but obviously they with people with these disabilities um like learning difficulties they don't really understand danger and like okay. a sense of like how we understand like crossing a road yeah of course that sort of stuff they don't really understand yeah. that and they just are obsessed with one thing and they don't understand why they can't be like touching this bus yeah, or whatever yeah so this young boy was like really intrigued with this bus and we're like away from the scheme where other people are okay. and he was and he like goes to run onto the road because he sees another bus oh, no. and i'm like 
<laughs> again, you're like, get my phone. And this is yeah. the point. I think after this, we actually made him a two to one. But before this happened, he was a one to one. I was on my own. And I had to call my leader. I don't think, I don't know if you were there yet, Rachel. I think there was like a different. I think it was, wow. Yeah, a different leader. And I had to call the leader and basically be like, yeah, so I'm running into the road with a young person. Can you come now? <sighs> like, and that sort of panic. Yeah. You, I mean, I panic when that happens. Well, the weight's Naturally. on your shoulders, isn't it? Yeah, because imagine if something happened to him. You just feel a bit rubbish. <laughs> a bit. <laughs> a bit. God. So, yeah, that, that was a bit stressful. Yeah. But, I mean, more stories later, maybe. Yeah, I think maybe it could be a good opportunity to ask a few of, questions. Yeah, I think maybe, like, now as well would be a good opportunity to sort of segue into representation. Okay. Which I think is a really interesting one because I was listening to a podcast uh, earlier today, actually, and a lot they were talking a lot about how people with disabilities, whether that be mental or physical, often feel like there's not a lot of representation for them in the media or films and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I found a statistic that among regular characters on primetime TV in 2018 to 2019, only 2.1% had disabilities, and that's according to the Huffington Post. And obviously 2.1% is nothing, really, when mm-hmm. you think about it. And I don't know, I just maybe like propose this to you guys, like, when was the last time you saw a film with the main character being disabled, whether that be mental or physical? Like, have you seen ones which you think are, like, amazing, stand out amongst the rest, or...? I think with um, movies, I've seen lots. I think one's got Ben Affleck in. I don't know what mm. the movie's called, but he's autistic. Oh, oh is but, he? Um, oh, was it that movie? There's There's been some movies where they portray autistic people mm. as really smart, which they are. They're really clever, but that's not what's all to it yeah, at all. Um, but they, that's what people think. That's what they think with autism. They're, they're really clever, which they are. They're, they're clever in their own ways as well, um, but there's... They're unique as well. They're not all just um, clever clocks who know lots about computers. Mm. Um, lots of like have their like own obsessions, yeah. Mm. Yeah. like with cars or trains, or, yes. or buses. buses. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But it's like when they portray them like that and don't actually have like a wide range of like showing what different disabilities are like or like what different children are like with autism. There mm, is yeah. a um, there's a program on Netflix at the moment called Atypical. And okay, that has, I've heard of it. I've not seen it. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's um, American. Um, and yeah, you can see like, um, he is, um, I think he's clever as well. Um, he's going to uni. He actually wants to try and have sex. Um, he's a young person, but he can't... Communicate yeah, that. Yeah. He can't, yeah, he's trying his best and he just wants to be normal, but he obviously, he finds it very difficult. And you can see like when he like has his like, sort of like a tantrum or and he's like he's like really struggling and he's just finding it hard to express his emotions i like seeing that because that's actually yeah. what it's normally like it's not seeing Realistic. these clever clocks that know like everything and about computers or something yeah. it's actually stuff like that yeah. like the real world it'd be it's but just like great. With anyone in tv obviously tv's not a great portrayal of real life because you look at characters and you're like well that's not real is it no anyone no. that might look like you like that's just not real but i think but well, with yeah. dis- disabled people i agree with rachel like Obviously, there are some portrayal, very little of people like when people think of dis- disabilities, I think people think of someone in a wheelchair. Yeah. And there's a lot of disabilities that I was taught being at Challenges, which I, I didn't know before I worked there, about people that like are nonverbal. A lot of people don't know yeah. that term. And the young person that might not be able to speak, so communicate the way we communicate and autism and just expressing what it's like to actually live like them. It'd be really interesting. I think there's like one book I read 
um, Curious Instant in the Dog Oh, in the I went Nighttime. to see the play. Yeah, really good. Play. Really good yeah. And that's about an autistic so boy. So good, the way they that's do it. Like the only thing about autism that yeah. I know. No, genuinely, so, yeah. And I, I was about to say to you guys, I like, also do you think looking back on film history as well, things like Forrest Gump and things like that, the betrayal of a disabled person by an able body, body person. Then there is something wrong with that. Do you know what I mean? Like when you think about it's it, it's a bit weird. What's it's like your anyone? Because it's the same as you know the argument of, um, say, for instance, like Native Americans and westerns used to often be played by white people, sort of made to look like Native Americans, stuff like that. Do you think it's along the same lines as that, like an able-bodied person playing a disabled person? Yeah, I think it probably could offend. Yeah, it could offend those um, who are disabled that they think oh well that's actually not that's not true the, the, we don't do that or something yeah. like that um I mean, Forrest Gump is a great movie yeah I love Forrest Gump yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> but the way they people portray certain disabilities it's this it's as false if, yeah, it's, yeah it's just not quite accurate as when you like work with these people but it's also the argument of I'm sure there's hundreds of thousands of people with disabilities who want to be actors, who want to be seen, even in front of the screen or behind the screen, and the fact that an able-bodied person is being chosen above them to play it's a disabled wrong. character. Yeah. Yeah, I see where Do you're coming you see, from. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably the same as, like, I won't say anything, but it happens in different parts of yeah. society, doesn't it? But I think particularly with disabled people, we just don't talk about it, which I don't know yeah. why. Like, we have one young person, I'm thinking, she would be, this one young person, she'd be great in film. Oh my goodness, it's like a whole life is she, a movie. She? she loves Glee. She absolutely loves it. Oh, and she? oh, so it's sweet. just every time she came in, it was like uh, like her own little performance. Yeah. And it was like a concert. Um and it never was met just, someone so confident. She'll literally just take she'll like she'll lift our spirits and just like make us dance. Oh. Um and just like lift our just mood. It was just it was so lovely to see. But she was so like able in her own way. Like I think society is like made in this way that you have to like go to work and work in an office and you have to sit down in this certain way yeah. and it's so rigid where she created this uh, her own world by just being so confident so lovely so amazing yeah. and people are like they don't think about she has she had down syndrome or has down syndrome and it's like those people are so independent like they don't yeah. need to be classed as disabled i don't know i just find it a bit no she's definitely very independent but i guess maybe like linking to realism do you think maybe like film media is something that needs to be massively targeted to make people see the like the realism of disabilities because i mean as someone like i've been naive before to think like what disabilities are what's what they are and like, you sort of see what you see, see in films you know i mean like yeah. that is massively where people get their um information from and not even just films like documentaries like media like i've never seen a disabled presenter on like like t like bbc or anything like that on like the news yeah. or anything like that. do you know what i mean it's it's a difficult one isn't it to no absolutely yeah. no i i think definitely that they should represent more um disabilities through media but i also feel like we should learn about it at school yeah because of i didn't know i just thought um like Paige, i didn't really know what disabilities were really i just thought it was someone who was in a wheelchair yeah. before i started at challenges but actually there is a wide range of dis disabilities so and i feel like we should be taught that at school yeah. and um like the other day I took one of my young people out in a wheelchair um, who's in a wheelchair and this boy was just looking at him and he was like to me, is he all right? And I was like, oh yeah, he's just, he's just chilling. He's cool. Yeah. And, he was, and he was like, 
Really? And he looked at me with such disgust and just walked away. He was only really little. Um, But I definitely think with like, we've had so many stares, so many points. Like, it's it's great that they're curious. I love the fact that children are curious. They're not rude about it. They just sort of point and go, mum, what's that? Mm. And the mum's like, just walk away, just walk away, just walk away. Or someone like, someone like, oh, he's just, he's just in a wheelchair. Why is he in a wheelchair? Oh, it just helps him. Helps him walk around, um, go go around. It's stuff like that which I think is good. Yeah. But like when like parents are like, oh, just walk away, don't look. It's like, well, so well they can look. This is normal. No, this yeah. because you're creating that, like that idea for that child from a young age that being disabled is not something that's normal. It's and it's, the fact that they yeah. literally don't walk away, walk away, basically then makes this young person see the world in a way that only able-bodied people are valuable a whole people a whole people and that people Mm. in a wheelchair are less than which i really want to reiterate this whole podcast that is not the case it just because they have different needs doesn't mean they're less than than the three of us that can walk and i think this links a lot into like terminology as well it's like the um i think they've mentioned it a little bit in that podcast as well but the the idea of like invalid sort of making yourself Mm. it's sort of saying that you're invalid is a horrible terminology of it it's like old terminology like retard stuff like that it's just it's horrible isn't it but the problem i find is i really don't feel like this terminology is picked up enough on i feel like in in the same for instance if someone was using like discriminating language towards like a black person or a gay person i feel like people would be instantly like no you're not you shouldn't do that whereas i feel like with a disabled person they're not as instant to correct someone in this terminology. I don't know, like, how, what, what do you guys think about that? You're a bit of shock, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I, just, I don't think they should be... I don't mean they should be called retard at all. I just no. think that's such a horrible, such a horrible word. Is they, they're actually so... They are intelligent. Um, that's obviously... There's different reasons to why they're in wheelchairs as yeah. well. But there's, like, cerebral palsy. We know a young person who's got cerebral palsy who can talk, mm-hmm. who can move her arms. Yeah, and she's, she's very intelligent. She's super chatty. And um, all, it's just because of her legs can't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she can she can go to the toilet herself. She She'll can, be a very independent adult, I yeah. 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 And obviously, we've got other young people who can't do that and have to wear um, pads, who have to be hoisted into their chairs as well. Has to be... Um, hoisted onto a changing table, which obviously takes a lot of manual handling, which we do get taught at challenges. Um, so yeah, it's just it's such a broad range of like yeah. different disabilities and like different reasons to why people are in wheelchairs. So obviously, some people are born that way. Um, but definitely, I just feel like we should be taught so much more about it at school. And I just think, I just going back to sort of like the words, the language. What do you think about the language? Because I've got. A, massive thing to say on that i think maddie's right i think if someone was to say something rude about someone that was um black or someone that was gay we would shut that down instantly but i think with people that are disabled slurs are said quite often and people actually forget that that it's like a a slur for someone that's disabled people i know would look at a picture where they looked a bit ugly or something like that and it'd be like oh i look like don't post that i look retarded or something like that or like i look disabled and things like that but i feel like it's so just built into society and people don't talk about it and people don't really pick up on it like obviously you should and if someone says that you should be like no that's not okay i just don't think being disabled is it can't it is normal there's so many um, disabled people that are out there i don't think you should i I just think it's it's very hurtful for them to say that when they are able body yeah and it's almost like how casual it is as well i think this is what the issue is it's so casually slipped i feel like you would we i don't think you'd struggle to find 
more recent films or media or things like that which which include these slurs i don't think it would be uncommon mm, no whereas with other slurs it might be less common i think people are aware that maybe it's bad yeah and in, cer- in a certain group of friends i'm they'll be like oh that's a bit bad but they still make that joke mm. do you mean um but i just think it's important to sort of notice that people that have disabilities aren't that that's why i find the world dis- disability really irritating because i don't think they are disabled like we make them disabled by not having everything like having a ramp for example something yeah. as simple as having a ramp somewhere or getting access to the bus or the train like that is where we disable them well this is the Do argument you know I mean? isn't it like oh, does, yeah. does society oh, disable deep. someone more than their <laughs> disability yeah, yeah. Absolutely. like what is normal yeah, what is being normal. Is normal, isn't yeah. It? yeah. What do you feel about positive like discrimination in the workplace, and things when things such as that? So obviously, like having quotas, having a number of people that you have to employ, such as, like disabled people and stuff like that. Like, what's what's your opinions on that? I think definitely, like, yeah. the challenges we need to have lots of people um, put in. But the thing is, we they literally hire. Um, everyone don't they mm-hmm. yeah they obviously they're um they promote themselves being inclusive it's even in their slogan being inclusive i don't know what it is um yeah. off my heart but it's something about being inclusive and they do li- literally let in every young person no matter how difficult but also with staff there's been leaders who are in a wheelchair i've seen a couple yeah. who are in a wheelchair who are very capable and who are absolutely great with the yeah. young people and the children like yeah. one one um she can't walk this um this leader who I've seen who is in a wheelchair and but she gets out of her wheelchair oh, wow. and she um she crawls and she sits on the floor with the young people yeah, I think amazing. that's incredible yeah. um so yeah whatever their need is they take but them on you know what's amazing about that Rich I didn't even know there was a leader I should know more about my own company you should <laughs> But I think in a place like that, it'd be really hypocritical of them to not hire someone no, who had disabilities. As it's in their um, slogan. If you had someone in the boardrooms, in the ivory towers, yeah. that was disabled or had some sort of special need, then it will get filtered down to the point where companies won't even have to think about their needs access. Will be met. Yeah. Their needs will be met. Yeah. And it frustrates um, workers, I think, when we've gone to public places where things are not accessible for our young people. Absolutely. It's really frustrating when you go to a public place and they're like, yeah, f- carers can go, go free, but you're like, where are your disabled toilets? Where are your ramps? Do you know what I mean? Oh, Stuff like that. Oh, God, yeah. I think um, whenever I take out this boy in a wheelchair who I can't lift, he is incredibly heavy. I do it with um, my partner. Um because of we met at challenges really quickly we met at challenges and um so um it takes two of us to change his pad mm. to lift him because he's super heavy and he's actually taller than richard as well my mm. partner um <laughs> most toilets don't have hoists either it's very rare that we find places yeah. that have hoists they will be they class themselves as a disabled toilet which will have like quite a big room for their wheelchair to go in for them to lift themselves off to get on the toilet but you forget those ones yeah. in the wheelchairs who need a hoist so who need a quickly, changing bed sorry the hoist like, oh sorry i didn't no, yeah, so <laughs> just quickly explain that because i don't know if everyone will know what that is i don't want to sound patronizing but i think it's just important to explain yeah. what the yeah. hoist is really quick. okay with a hoist it is um attached usually attached to the ceiling or you can get mobile hoists which like you can put on a, um like wheels and you can wheel anywhere but it's normally attached to the ceiling. You lower it down with a button. It's um, all automatic. The um, young person, the individual, normally has a sling 
which they um, are already sitting on. It comes with um, like straps yeah. things. So you put them on this hoist and it lifts them up. Yeah. Um, so you can move them by lifting them up with this hoist without putting strain on your back by trying to carry them because with the young people I look after one has brittle bones so he's so fragile literally any knock could bruise him or break his bone so he's very fragile bless him so yeah it's just really easy using a hoist but it's such a shame that not many places do do that like it's very rarely it's very rare do you know what like as someone from a perspective like I haven't worked with disabled children Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like when I think about disabled toilets, I don't often think, oh, well, they're not suitable for disabled people. Yeah, imagine that. So that if you go into a disabled toilet, I'm sure everyone's been in one, like in a restaurant, you just go to that yeah. one quickly. Right, the disabled uh, toilet. We shouldn't do <laughs> it. We no. shouldn't. They're for no. disabled people. They're not for us. Yeah. Um, that they are basically, there's like a little rail where you go to the toilet and stuff. But actually, like I've been there with a young person to help them get changed. And it, it's not actually functional for disabled people, which is actually, if you think about it, nuts. That's What's nuts. the point? <laughs> and it just, but do you know what it does? It shows how like separated society is from the actual issue. Yeah. Like, and I feel bad because the fact that I wouldn't even know that that yeah. was suitable for a disabled person like is shocking. Like we should all be aware of... Like, because so, like, it's it's not like a mi- like minority, really. There are so mm. many disabled people. We yeah. should all be aware of their at least basic needs. But I think it's happening. And going back to yeah. positive discrimination, I don't know if you've uh, seen on TV. So there's this one comedian. Um, I can't remember her disability. I'll have to like link what her name was. But she has like a speech impediment. I'm not quite sure what her. I feel like I a know. It's a woman. I've yeah. forgotten her disability now i don't know her disability but she is hilarious she's very funny she's but she's very she has, intelligent as well she's very smart so the way she speaks it is not say would you say it was a speech impediment you mean, actually, i yeah. think it is but she's also i feel like she's got like a motor impairment as well where she, she has can't motor impairment, yeah. she can't um physical impairment as well like she can't um really move her arms properly yeah um i watched eight out of ten countdown um cats yeah, whatever it's called it well. um and she obviously they use their pen and paper to write down the answer she i, I saw her, she was using a laptop okay instead. so she's got a different Im- impairment but she's hilarious and she's like one of the few that i've seen with a disability on tv and there's a guy on last leg i think oh yes yeah i can't remember his name they've all got they've all got they've yeah. all got apart from one that's yeah. why apart from the main guy yeah. no the main guy does as well i don't know if he's know. Know. It's the australian aesthetic leg. yeah the australian yeah. australian okay, it's just the um, ginger He's the, oh, it's the ginger that doesn't yeah. have a... So there's a few people you see on TV. Yeah. But it's very it needs rare, to be... There needs to be more. more though. There needs to be more. Because this is the thing. I feel like it's it's almost like the argument of like society wants to take what's palatable, like um, yeah, inverted commas, mm-hmm. in the sense of like, I think they find it easier to take physical impairments than mental impairments in media yeah. and stuff like that as, as well. As in like someone in a wheelchair is yeah. easier to take than So like someone. with the last leg... Mm-hmm. Of course, they've got disabilities, and that's hindering in many different ways. I don't understand, but it's also there's not someone with a mental disability either. On it, I think we're I mean? quite impatient. So, for example, the, the the comedian I watched her before with people, and I can tell you know in the room where people get impatient because you have to sort of listen a bit harder because of yeah. her speech impediment to what she's saying. She's very funny, but you're like, okay, what is she saying? And I think we're very impatient, and someone like. You know, people that have stutters. Yeah. And you watch them on TV and you're like... People, I've, I've sat in a room with people and they're, like, getting impatient. I've got impatient. Yeah. But I think it's 
Because what's palatable? Someone that's in a wheelchair that can, inverted commas, speak fine and looks fine, but they just happen to be in a wheelchair presenting the news, is easier for us to sort of swallow than someone that has something more, like, I don't say hard-hitting, but it's almost like hits us emotionally. We're like, oh, fuck. But I guess that that really has to go down to the sort of laziness of us who are privileged enough to be able-bodied isn't it really <laughs> so lazy. like it is laziness it's <laughs> ignorance and it's not wanting to to change that perspective because we can't be bothered and how bad is that when you really think about it i found that when you are disabled or someone that is disabled they look at them in this ridiculous way like there's a question that i sort of i proposed to my family i was like do you have any questions on yeah. podcast? and one of my family members was like why do people why do we see people that have disabilities in this really patronising, like, oh, I feel so sorry for you. Like, you're so amazing, you don't complain. Yeah. You know, that's sort of like, I don't know if you've ever got this, Rach, like, when we've been out with disabled people, uh, young people, and they kind of give you this look. Do you know the look I'm talking about? Like, oh, like, poor you, you're in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're having a great time at Challenges. I mean, when I take, um, when I take them out doing PA work, like, um, I went bowling yesterday. Had a lovely time. I mean, they're having the time of their lives. That's really. Yeah. I don't understand, but almost saying that people in the public, I've got stairs before, and they look at the people in wheelchairs to be like, Oh, you're doing a good thing, you as a worker. Like, look how bad this is. It's always this pity, isn't it? I don't think they should... I think... I've I've been out lots during um, walks um, with um, the disabled boy um, in the wheelchair that I look after. Um, Obviously, because there's not been many places open. But what... Obviously, I've had lots of stairs as well. Lots Mm. of pity stairs, like what you said, Paige. But also, I've had lots of people who've actually said hello to the um, actual individual in the wheelchair. Actually to him and not at me which is quite rare i think i've had that with um so i look after a boy um two boys who have um the brothers they've both got autism and one has autism autism and adhd and um i tried to get him to like exchange like the money if we're going to shops Mm. but like workers have tried to go through me and i'm like no him he's got the money he's giving yes he needs to learn um that um how to do it and like what like be sort of like fit into society um because that's what his mum wanted as well wanted him to try and to be um to fit in not to be normal because what like what we said what is normal um but he should have that responsibility and giving him that responsibility to to do that but it's also nice for the worker to actually treat treat um him as a human being and not go through me um i just wanted to sort of mention about sort of families with kids that have disabilities and young people um because like you said some families have young people that are in wheelchairs obviously it's not easier or whatever it's really tricky but i think because they have different sort of levels some people on the outside but oh He's just got autism. It can't be that hard. Yeah. But like Rachel was saying earlier, do you want to say like about your PA work? You did like an overnight stay, didn't you? Yeah, I um I stayed around this um young person's house recently, um just so that their um their family could get respite away from him because of he's high maintenance. He's very sweet. Um, I love him to bits. Um, but when you're with them twenty four seven, you definitely yeah. want to have a break away. And, um, yeah, I stayed around. It was really lovely, but it made me definitely have an insight to how the parents are like and how stressful it is. And it is really sad that there aren't as many places as there should be um, for 
disabled individuals to go and it is very sad um like um this um this family um relies on respite when they want to have time away but their respite place wasn't open due to covid i think it's because of people there's actually individuals that stay there that live there mm. and they didn't want anyone outside to come in mm. which is fair enough but it just meant that this young person who i look after couldn't go away see other people socialize obviously with whole social distancing um he shouldn't be anyway but it just meant that his parents were then stuck with him i'm not stuck in like a mean way but he no, is yeah. they're very high maintenance these young people and families do really struggle when there aren't any services yeah. available for them for sure like we know um there was just in terms of challenges i think it's a really good point to make that they have sort of like a children's scheme or children's schemes and then like a young person and an adult one. So they like, re- they sort of vary in ages. And then as soon as you hit 19 or it's like your 18th birthday or 19, like correct me if I'm wrong, Rachel, but like it's a certain age where you end up having to go to adult scheme, which yeah. they've basically completely got rid of because of um, COVID. So some of the schemes will reopen, but the adult schemes they've just basically scrapped. Like there's, they completely scraps it, which basically means anyone at the age of 18 going on to their 19th birthday or whatever can no longer come to Challenges Youth, which is sort of the the work that me, Rachel and I were doing. And what I find really upsetting about that is that these young people that are 18, 19, ages, like we all That's know age is just a, a number. Well. Yeah, it's still a baby, but age is just a number. And especially with these young people, they they because of their needs, they're quite childlike. Yeah. So they're not children, but they're childlike. And I find it really hard to get my head around that they are no longer allowed to do the activities that they love. Like, after... Do you know what I mean? It's just, like, there was one yeah. young boy that we had to say goodbye to last summer, and I was just like, what's... Why? He's just reached an age, and they're just like, get rid of him. I was really upset about that. Yeah, especially when you've, like, made, like, a deep connection with them, yeah. and you'd be looking after them for, like, what, three years? You'd be yeah. looking after him, Paige, at yeah. Challenges. It was very sad to see them go, and it's I sad definitely. that we don't... Um, because we rely on local county councils to fund our schemes. That's why our scheme in Petersfield has to close due to the county council not agreeing to fund our scheme anymore. And that's a lot for Hampshire. Lots of Hampshire schemes have had to close, um, unfortunately. And it's just it's just a shame that we have to rely on funding because then yeah. when they reach the adult schemes at Challenges, it's down to the parents to pay. It doesn't come out of... Um, the county council's funding Which means that's why money and that's why they've yeah. closed them just sort of going right back to film representation mm-hmm. um i saw there was a film like an indie film that came out i think it was last year well i think it's only come out this august i think uh, i'm not 100 sure on it. i haven't seen it yet but it's called peanut butter falcon and i've sort of been reading in a lot of places it's it's really quite um amazing for representation because the main character called Zach got I think it's got Sagan sorry um so the main character Zach um he's got down syndrome and he like plays like one of the main protagonists in the film and there's a lot of um like um critical reviews for this film apparently it's, it's really amazing and representation stuff like that so I think if if anyone's listening to this it'd be really cool to go out and watch it, I'm going to watch it and maybe in the next podcast we do, we can sort of just talk about it briefly at the beginning and, mm. and say what we think about it. You guys have been amazing in like, and I think it's, it's great the work you do. I think, honestly, like, would you 
encourage everyone to work for a company like challenges or at least do a bit of voluntary work at some point in their life with disabled kids oh, yeah absolutely like me and Paige I didn't I I was scared of um children with um disabilities but there's nothing to be afraid of they're just they're just normal people yeah. that's how I see it now and it's so much fun and you don't know if you'll like it unless you give it a go and charities like challenges definitely need the help as well so I definitely would recommend it I'm always trying to recommend it to my friends but usually they say oh I'm scared oh I'm not I'm not right to fit in I'm um I'm like well I was exactly like that it wasn't until my sister bugged me and bugged me and bugged me to work there I was like you know what god I I love it I absolutely love it and that's what I want to do as a career I think work with children with disabilities because that's what I'm doing at uni at the moment I'm studying childcare and I love to know more about special needs because mm. I don't know as much as I pro- as I would love to there's just so much more I would like to learn and I just think it's they're just amazing they make yeah. me so happy um those with special needs I just I just love working with yeah. them I just think everyone should give it a go what do you think people can do better Rachel in terms of disability and understanding disability like what can we do to be better I think, like I've said before, schools should definitely educate us because I walked into challenges not knowing, not even knowing what a seizure was. I really didn't know how yeah. to take care of someone and um, didn't really know how to take care of myself really until yeah. I got to challenges. Yeah. But I definitely think just having a little like, like an insight, having like a little Google research to like different disabilities. Mm-hmm. And like when you're out and about, don't stare, really. Um, I definitely think people yeah. and should if you want to talk to them. Talk to the person. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, like I've said before, like when people have like said hello, actually to the young person I'm looking after, which I think is so sweet because then they get like a thrill out of it as well. And you, you don't actually know how much they understand as well, even yeah. if they don't talk. They, they you don't it. know their understanding. If you if the people stare at them with such negativity, gonna... they probably feel mm. really shit about themselves. Oh, 100%. So they don't not have feelings. Yeah, <laughs> you know absolutely. I mean? they are people. This is the thing. They might have more understanding than you know than yeah. you realize. That's yeah. a very good way. Thank you for that take home. But uh, I just wanted to thank you, Rachel, and obviously thank you Uh, as well, Paige. Thank you for having me. I've had so much fun. It's been really good. Thanks Uh, for coming on. It's been amazing. It's been a fun one. It's been very insightful. I've learned a lot of things. Very insightful one. It has, hasn't it? It's going to be good. It's interesting. uh, Can't wait to upload this one. Can't wait. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, If you've got any questions or you want us to ask Rachel anything, just message anything in, like message on the Instagram or private message. Potentially do a part two, who knows? Yeah, of course. We could anything you want, yeah. Just just message in for queries, questions. Just start a convo, you know. Start a conversation. But uh thank you very much for listening. Hope thank you have a lovely you. day. Thanks, Rachel. Love you all. Thank you. See right. you next time. Bye.